doesn't care about fizz. Uh, <laughs> I poured my sodas recklessly, and now she's giving me heck for it. Do you know what we forgot? What? Well, normally we do this at my house, and I have my laptop for Wattpad, and... Oh, right. I don't have Oh, wait, it. I have a laptop have, right have... in front of me. Turn on, little laptop. Um... What chapter are we on? Since we, uh, five. Yeah. Since we're recording at her house instead, we're mm -hmm. sorry if there are mysterious bumps in the background. That would be... They're called children. All the children. So, like, all. Okay. Uh, there's one, That's three cool. down there right now. Two more that haven't come home yet. Mm. I saw Jake for just a minute. He's like, hi, sister. Bye, sister. <laughs> and just left. <laughs> Like that, hot, like, say I didn't like for me. Do be that way. <coughs> How was your week? I don't really remember. It was exhausting. She actually. probably hates me because I caught out of work on Friday. I do. To be fair, I went out to Mexican the night before and there was a cockroach on the cup. And like, I don't know if that's... And you still ate? Like, it, but it was like almost, almost all the way through the meal. Oh, uh, so it's like too late. Right, it was like too late, and I didn't then. eat after I saw it, but like getting home, like I just didn't feel good, and I think like that, I'm not feeling well mm, on top of having that, that in my one? head. There was one at the mall. Oh. Yeah, which has always been pretty good. Yeah, like, I mean like, so, when you set the mall, it's typically higher. Well, that's at Holly Hill Mall. There's like nothing there, but. Oh, that's true. But I, I, I started throwing one, like, up, and I was like, no, no, I don't, nope. I'm not going to. I don't know if it was the actual food or if I just made myself, because that was disgusting. And it didn't even like they didn't even give me free food for it. I'm like, do you? They didn't give I you found, free like. Oh wait, you mean like? Well, like they didn't comp my like. I get it. Like if you couldn't comp everything, but like I had like a beer on my order. I'm like, you, you could have comp that for the bug in the food or it was on the cup. I'm like, you. Yeah. You could have comp that like. At least done a half. I or... would have. I would have as a restaurant owner. Yeah. So, yeah, she probably hates me because I caught out of work on the busiest day of the, the week. The busiest day. Because I was sick. And then I couldn't take a break for like an hour later than normal. Which Oof. Is I would be really... so angry. They would They would be like, nah, you're going on break. We don't care what we have to do because <laughs> I'm just being well, biting it didn't really bother because like I didn't feel, like most of the time I feel sick by that point, but I didn't. Um. So, like... It was fine, because then I, like, took break, and then it was, like, 10.20 by the time I was done, 10.30, right. and so I only had half an hour left. Yeah. Um, I okay. just realized I have a hole in my shoe. They're holy shoes. <laughs> but also, these are my good pair of shoes. <laughs> now I'm going to go buy more. And then Converse, too. Mm. How was your week, other than throwing up old Mexican food? It was all right. <laughs> a lot going on. Saying goodbye to one of my good friends. He's moving to Florida. I thought I was saying goodbye. Psych! <laughs> they totally duped us. They're staying for another two weeks. Actually, they're they're still leaving next week. They're just coming back for the weekend on the 16th. Oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah so I was very confused. I was like, why are you so sad if you could just, like, meet up? Later? Yeah, no. Not leaving for, like, Right, no. Okay. So they are, no. they are actually leaving next week. Just, and then they're, they're going to fly back, like, for that weekend. Okay, so, okay, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. But otherwise, it was fine. My house is a mess again. I mean... Remember last week, it was so clean? Last week was a long time ago. It was a very long time ago. Of course, ago. it was closer to like 10 days, because it's Sunday now. Yeah, because it's been a while since we... Yeah. ...have done this. Yeah. So, yeah. 
It's a mess again, though. I'm working on it. It's work in progress. It's work in progress. My life is a work in progress. Same. <laughs> uh, How's the contest going? Oh, that's a great question. Let me see. Um, hi. hi. Hold on one Emily, second, guys. I got to um, hold on can one I second. Pause it? So they can just not care. Never mind. Just, Bye, Emily. We'll be Bye. done in a little while. Just wondering if my, my toys got touched. Oh, we Probably. did not touch your toys. I did. Some <laughs> those things under the bed. <laughs> um, More siblings have come home. I think we got another entry. I don't remember what because it, he told me at like a point of the day where it was dark outside. <laughs> Therefore, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> if the stars are out, I should not be. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, the deadline is... February 15th. Why he did that right after Valentine's Day, I don't know. Oof, yeah. But he did, so. No, probably because we'll have that whole weekend to work on reading them all. Um, but, so yes. So if you've entered that, you have until then. If you haven't, if you didn't enter it, the deadline is over. It's closed. But, you should still read the stuff because what we've read so far has blown us away. Oh, that's awesome. So, yes. Um, like, I'm going to make you read, like, we'll, we'll obviously read the winner on here. <coughs> right. But, like, I already know it's going to be super close and there's going to be a lot. We might just have to read in later episodes anyway because they're just yeah, good. Yeah, I'm fine with that. It's just good. Um, I'm excited. Yeah. Also, guys, I apologize because my very annoying cough. I know I've always coughed on this podcast. Yeah, there's not really important problems. But it's got it got a lot better, and now it's like really bad again. So I apologize, guys. I will be coughing. Um, did your laptop attached? Nope. It's free. It's and battery free. life is super long. Oh, good. Is this the start of it? Yes, that okay. is whatever chapter we're on. <coughs> All right, so I guess we're going to start in uh, with Sands of Rune, Chapter 5. I've really been enjoying this so far, you guys, so I hope y'all are as well. This is going to be death reading this with this cough. Oh, do you know how to scroll on that? <coughs> that works. <laughs> she just used the keypad, like, instead of, like, yep. you can use two fingers to do that, and it'll scroll. Yeah, no, I'm just going to use this. I don't like your fancy-dancy technology. <laughs> I'm an old person. It makes it really hard going back to an old people laptop, because, like, my other laptop is an old people laptop. Why did you really just say that? <laughs> Sorry. Because, it, well, it does scroll like that, but it also does. It, I had to turn it off because it did other weird things. Where did you get those little lights? Amazon. I am telling you. Shop on Amazon. Also, um, Their remote control. What? Neat. I love remote control. <laughs> I know. Um, do you have the Hobbits extended editions? They're right behind you. Okay. I'm going to watch those while you're gone on the weekend and I come stay with the kids. Oh. And you are not taking them. them. But I think Daddy put them on Plex. So I think you can, I think they're still here. They better be. Okay. I will make sure that they are on Plex. Thank you. Okay. That's the only time I'm going to get to do it. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're going to start Have this. You, you haven't seen the extended edition? No, I haven't seen the extended editions oh. of okay, The Hobbit. Okay, so the extended edition. Because I, I wanted to wait until they like all came out and all yeah. came out on well, extended edition. Well, that happened edition. like 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it did. 
Well, no, that's 20, that's, that's Battlefly Memories is 2014. Huh? So, it has, it's been five years. This came out in December of 2014. That means the DVD, or the Blu-rays did not come out until December 15th, 2015. So it's only been three years. And because they didn't come out immediately. It is 2019. <laughs> they didn't come out immediately with the extended edition. Oh, that's true too. Yeah, but so like the first one you will absolutely love. <clears throat> The well, that one, one is my favorite. Well, yeah, because that's the only good one. Mm, um, yeah, that's a question. Yeah. But I didn't care for Battle of Five Armies because it's they just. I liked parts of it. Um, I love when uh, Bilbo like climbs over the wall and sneaks into the camp and gives them the yes. Arkham Stone as like his yes. piece of the treasure. Yes, <laughs> it is so good. And honestly, all of the parts with Bilbo are good. And all of the parts of Bilbo are good, even in all of and, them. And all of them, yeah. Bilbo's in it, it's good. Yeah. Um, and uh, especially him in Thranduil, like, it's just great. I love it. Oh. So, yeah, I want to watch those while you are. And I'm staying here with I'm the kids. i sure that there is a burned copy here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there's an it. illegal copy illegal here. Illegal copy here. That's fine. <clears throat> It's not technically, but it kind of is. All right, are we ready to jump into this? Yes. Sands of Rune, Chapter Five. We'll probably read five and six today. Oh, depending on how our time is, this thing will only let us record an hour at a time. So. Mm -hmm. All right. I slept fitfully that night, and the next morning we heralded in all too soon by the sound of. And the next morning was heralded in all too soon by the sounds of the other fighters practicing praying to their respective deities, or eating a hurried breakfast. I didn't eat. I felt sick to my stomach. I wasn't scared of the fight itself. I had fought countless times before. It was more the thought of possibly losing Layla that upset me more than anything else. <coughs> I glanced over at Layla, who was picking out a bowl of porridge. I noticed that the hand she was holding... I noticed that the hand she was holding the spoon with was shaking. She was staring blankly at the porridge, her mind clearly on other things. I walked behind her and looked over her shoulder at the food. That porridge must be fascinating, I said jokingly, trying to lighten her mood. She broke out of her daze and laughed softly. No, it's actually quite repulsive. She poked at it half-heartedly. As the mealy substance separated in the thin milk, I felt my stomach turn as I realized that she was probably right. It'll be alright, you know, I said, trying my best to sound reassuring. Do you really think so, she said, worry filtering into her voice. I didn't know, to be honest. In fact, the chances of it turning out all right were slim. But there was no point in telling her that. Besides, I felt like I needed to be assured myself. I hope so, I murmured, trying to project confidence. I didn't, trying to project confidence I didn't feel into my voice. I slowly walked over to the other side of the room, looking out the tiny barred window. I could see a long line outside. People were gathering for the fight, I assumed. <clears throat> Many of them had bags of money at their belts, and several groups were huddled together, counting coins and exchanging them. What kind of people would enjoy watching such a spectacle, much less bet on it? I looked at each person in the line individually, and as I studied them in their rich, colorful robes and soft hands, my answer came. Only those who had never experienced such horrors firsthand. The thought took me back to the first time I had killed, over six years ago, when I was just a boy of twelve. And now we're getting a flashback. Oh, yeah, he was telling me about this chapter. It says, flashback. Flashback. <laughs> oh, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> it 
I spit out a mouthful of blood as I got back onto my feet. My opponent, one of my friends named Idil, stood a short distance away holding a bow staff. I reached for my weapon, a short halberd halberd? Uh, with a hook on the end, and stood tall, ignoring the pain from the previous blow. My right eye was already swelling, and it was difficult to see through it. I don't know if it's Edel or Edel. What is it? <laughs> E-D-I-L is a name. I don't know, because that's... Edel... I hate not knowing these things. I feel like I'm just botching his book completely, not knowing how to pronounce these names, so failure on your part. Edel wordlessly lunged at me, using a quick combination of strikes that put me into retreat. His skill with the bow staff was unparalleled among the young fighters, and the quick spinning of the weapon unnerved me. Instead of blocking the attacks, I focused on getting out of the way. I was letting him have the upper hand, gauging his attentiveness. The staff whirred as Edel rapidly spun it around, pushing me further back until I was nearly to the edge of the ring. It was now or never. I rapidly sprang into the air, my momentum carrying me over Edel as I used the outer wall as a launching pad. As I passed overhead, I managed to land a kick on his face that knocked him back. As soon as my feet made contact with the ground, I spun around, the blade of my halberd making contact with my opponent's back. He let out a cry of pain that he quickly silenced. We had been trained not to show emotion in a fight, no matter the pain. I looked over to where my father and several other of our tribe's leading members sat. They were shaking their heads in disapproval and murmuring amongst themselves. I looked back at Edel just in time to duck a swing that had been aimed for my head. He had recovered to some extent, though his breathing was heavier, and I noticed blood dripping onto the ground from his back. I now had the upper hand. I swung my halberd, and Edel blocked the blow just in time. I swung again, harder this time. I noticed that he was blocking with the exact same part of his staff each time, so I swung once more, this time putting my full strength into it. His bow staff split in half with a loud crack and he sprang backwards, out of the reach of my weapon. I saw fear in his eyes. I stalked forward like a tiger that had cornered his prey. Edel suddenly launched forward in a last-ditch attack, sending a swinging kick towards my head, but we both knew that I was the better hand-to-hand fighter. I narrowed my eyes and threw my halberd away, punching on him with, bouncing on him with the jumping punch, followed by several swift strikes. <laughs> it's so funny because while I'm picturing this... In my head, like, I'm giving, I hear the wrestling names for this stuff. Like, when he goes to kick him in the head, drop kick. That punch in the face, the jumping punch, Superman punch. <laughs> like, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just getting all of these wrestling names. It's like, <laughs> speaking in, like, super old English, but then he landed a Superman. Yeah, Superman punch. Superman punch. <clears throat> drop kick. <clears throat> so funny to me. Uh... He blocked with his forearms and stepped back. His breathing was labored and he looked pale. The wound in his back must have been deeper than I thought it was. Unexpectedly, he drew the knife from his belt and leapt at me. With lightning fast speed, I grabbed his wrist and twisted the knife out of his hands, grabbing it in my other hand and stabbing, stabbing him in the stomach. His, wise, his eyes widened in shock and he stepped back. Well done, Raquel. He gasped quietly and fell to his knees. I walked behind him, putting the knife to his neck and looking at the tribe's leaders. My father looked at me with pride. No, it wasn't pride, it was something else. Approval, perhaps. He had never been proud of me before. Kill him, he said emotionlessly, his tattooed face wrinkling. The other elders nodded in affirmation. I looked back at Edel. 
He looked back up at me and nodded defeatedly. He knew he had lost fairly. This is how it was supposed to happen. But despite that, there was fear in his eyes. Fear of death. I didn't want to kill him. We had been friends from a young age, or at least as best of friends as we could be, given all that we did was practice fighting. But if I didn't, I would be sold into slavery, maybe even executed. I'm ready, Edel whispered. He closed his eyes and raised his head, leaving his neck vulnerable to my blade. I closed my own eyes and cried out, pulling the blade across his neck in a swift motion. His body fell to the ground with a thud and few spurts of blood hitting my face as he fell. I opened my eyes and looked at the elders, hate gleaming in my eyes. I would never forget. I really enjoy his um, battle scenes or yeah. his fight scenes. Mm-hmm. Like they, I really, really enjoy them. Um, he was just 12 years old doing this. So that's crazy. But um, I think you should, um, if depending on how much you decide to go into certain things in your second book in regards to mm-hmm. um, Leo. Probably. This guy. Hook guy. Mm-hmm. If, what, if you decide to go into the training aspect of like yeah. how he does that, I feel like Caleb would be with good that. with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, with a lot of just my fight scene, because like I try to do a lot of research, but I feel like yeah, he he's seems, got a better grasp on it. Yeah, he, and he he can he could probably help you word it in a way that you can see it very easily mm-hmm. in your mind. Yeah, because uh, I really do enjoy his fight scenes. Okay, so that was the flashbacks, and now we're back in quote unquote present day. Present day. <laughs> I had taken part in many fights after that. I knew to never befriend opponents, but I fought until I could kill no more. I would have been sent to fight in the pit regardless. I finally refused to kill an opponent, and so I was sold into, I was sold into, sent, I think it was supposed to be, and I was sold and sent to Master to kill, just so I could eventually kill here instead. It would have been a mercy if they had just executed me instead of letting me live to do this, I thought to myself with bitterness. Why was I subjected to such punishment? What had I done to deserve it? Rukil? A guttural voice broke me from my reverie. I turned around to see Lycar standing at the door. The fight is about to begin. It's time to, take, it's time to make preparations, he said, motioning down the hallway. There's a sizable armory down the hall. You should pick out your weapons before they're all taken. Layla followed Lycar into the hallway, and I followed her. She seemed nervous, but ready. We, we reached a large room full of weapons and armor. Several fighters were mulling through them, taking their pick of the best weapons. Knowing the way you both fight, I recommend finding something light. I recommend finding some light armor. The heavy stuff will only slow you down. Lycar pointed to a row of armor stands. I walked over and examined each, finally deciding on a suit of red stained leather with, with spiked leather pauldrons. Mm. <laughs> I know nothing. <coughs> I strapped it on went over to a table, upon which were many helmets of all shapes and sizes. What in particular caught my eye? It was a steel helmet with a tall red crest. It had a slit for the eyes that also went down and left the bottom open. It would, suitab- it would suitably protect my entire head while still allowing enough visibility to see around me. I picked it up and it was surprisingly light. This helmet would definitely do. I put it on, the odor of sweat immediately assailing my senses. That's gross. It had been used recently. After taking a moment to acclimate to the strong smell, I turned and looked around, searching the room for Layla. 
I found her on the far side of the room. She was wearing a black head wrap that covered all but her eyes. A suit of light chain mail covered the sleeveless black leather. I don't know how to say that word. Cuirass? She had chosen, providing a good combination of protection and mobility. I strode over to her and looked down at her through the slit of my helmet. My, you look intimidating, she laughed and gently pushed me. I grinned. You don't exactly look like someone little children would run to for help yourself. She raised an eyebrow and removed the head wrap. What weapon will you use? I glanced over at the weapon rack and pointed at a short double-bladed spear. That right there, that'll do nicely. What about you? She patted the daggers on either side of her belt. These, that's what I'm best with, right? I glanced back at the weapon rack. Taking Layla's hand, I walked over to it and picked up a javelin. You're quite good with one of these as well. It might be useful to be able to attack from a distance. We don't know what we'll be fighting out there. I handed the javelin to her and she picked up two more. You're right. She put all three javelins in a large bag and slung them over her back. Are you ready? She asked with a sigh. As ready as I'll ever be. I reached into my pocket, feeling the cold steel of the necklace. There had been no opportunity to give it to her, but I knew that if I didn't now, there was a chance I never would. I opened my mouth to speak, but she began first. Promise me you'll make it, Layla whispered, her voice breaking. I'll do my best, I replied, my own voice quivering slightly. Before I had a chance to continue, she wrapped her arms around me, and I returned the embrace as I felt a pang of sorrow. Something within me told me that we wouldn't leave this fight unscathed. We stood in silence for a moment, oblivious to the other fighters in the room. I finally pulled away and looked her in the eyes. Stay with me, all right? We won't stand a chance if we're separated. Put the helmet back on. Layla took my hand and squeezed it. I will, she said softly. I opened her hand and slid the necklace into it, struggling to think of the right words to say. But I was wondering if he was ever going to give it to her. <laughs> I was like, uh-uh, no, he is not going to not give it to her. <coughs> I, I began... Just then a loud horn sounded, its call echoing through the room. That's our signal, she said quietly, looking up into my eyes. We should go, I agreed reluctantly, inwardly kicking myself for not saying what I wanted to. I slowly released her hand, and we filed into the main hallway with the other fighters. So he did give it to her. Mm-hmm. He just didn't have it. Okay, he couldn't. Okay. Just make sure. My car was waiting for us and motioned for us to follow him. The path began to go upwards until we reached a small door at the end. Like, if he hadn't given it to her, I would have renamed this book, When Should I Give Her the Necklace? <laughs> or Can't Give Her the Necklace? Or Every Time I Try to Give Her the Necklace? <laughs> so I'm glad she finally has it. Uh, the necklace. What did she do? Just put it in her pocket or something? I don't know. I need to know these things. <laughs> it's so funny that I'm out of all of this. It's that that bothers you. It's not that it bothers me. I just find it funny. <laughs> That's just the things that like I zoom in on when I'm reading, and I'm like, oh, he's gonna give it to. Oh man, he didn't give it to her. It's like, uh, <laughs> then I'm like, wait, he gave it to her, but it doesn't say what she did with it. I guess she put it on. Yeah, or maybe. He may, maybe well, it'll see, say. it's a perspective thing. He probably didn't see. Oh. Mm, yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> this is it. Lycar said with finality. Through that door is the holding room. You will be elevated elevated onto the arena from there. Good luck. Read more Goth's show favor to you. He looked at us both for a moment, then turned away and disappeared down the long hallway. I took a deep breath and locked eyes with Layla. This was indeed it, for better or worse. Well, they're getting married. (laughs) I mean, I had to. 
I'm trying to continue reading to the next. Oh, do you have to click it? You can't tap it? No, you can tap it. It didn't work. <laughs> well, chapter that's not my problem. <laughs> chapter 6, The Pit. Now, this one comes with a warning. Oh, well. It says this chapter is graphic. Read at your own discretion. It's not that bad. <laughs> okay. I, <read> <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's no worse than The Hobbit. Okay. If this chapter is going to be as good as I think it's going to be, he better write any battle scene that you have in your next book. <laughs> okay. Okay? That doesn't hurt my pride or nothing. <laughs> Just saying. Okay. Just saying. All right. As soon as I opened the door, we were greeted with the stink of blood and sweat. I took a step forward and saw that the floor of the room was a dark red hue. They clearly didn't bother to clean it after each fight. A couple of pools of fresh blood stagnated on the floor, a slightly lighter hue than the dried blood that covered the rest of it. Layla pulled her scarf up over her nose to drown out the stench. I didn't bother, for I was used to it. We both walked to the middle of the room and waited patiently. I could feel my heart practically beating out of my chest, a combination of adrenaline and fear coursing through my veins. The muffled sound of the announcers could be heard overhead as they introduced the other fighters pair by pair, and they droned on and on for what seemed like forever. Suddenly, there was an abrupt jolt, followed by the groaning of gears, and we moved slowly upward. It was our turn. <coughs> I felt Layla's hand grip mine, and I gave it a reassuring squeeze and looked over at her. Her eyes made contact with mine, and a single tear fell down her cheek. I'm scared, she whispered, her voice quivering. She seemed so small in that moment, so helpless. I smiled softly, trying to calm the fear I suddenly felt within myself. I am too, but we'll make it through this. Just stay close. The ceiling opened as we neared it, and blinding sunlight flooded down on us. We rose into the arena, to the sound of deafening cheers and shouts from the audience. And from the wandering band of Chief Dekil came two warriors new to the pit. Rukil, a prince of the savage, untamed Dorkeshi tribe, of the savage, untamed Dorkeshi tribe in the north. And Layla, a warrior from Morgothrone itself. I wouldn't call her a warrior. <laughs> I think nope. their announcers got a little bit wrong. A little bit. More like a kidnapped girl turned into a warrior. And there's that. Little details, <laughs> details, details. It's the details. It's the details. The announcer's voice was thick with drama, uh, dramatization. I can't ever say that word right. Drama. Hyped up. Hyped up. <laughs> filled with a mock sense of awe at my origins and false fright at Layla's. But it seemed to impress the crowd greatly and the cheers grew louder. If I had just continued reading the paragraph, it would have said what I said about it not being true. <laughs> Her being a warrior. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I adjusted my helmet a little and looked around. The arena was huge, stretching on for what seemed like forever. At intervals along the edge were other teams of fighters, all waiting in anticipation, and most likely feeling the same fear we were. I counted around twenty pairs, each strikingly different from the next. I noticed that Kircher and DeMille, the two fighters we had talked to before, were a couple groups away. I decided it would be wise to group with them, numbers would give us an advantage. My planning was interrupted by the announcer. And for this fight's guests, we have two of the finest of the Khan's Wayne Riders. He motioned dramatically to the center of the arena, and the ground opened up, a platform raising to reveal two chariots, each manned by two heavily armed soldiers, 
one holding the reins while the other held a sturdy longbow. Their massive black war horses snorted, stamping the dust ground aggressively as steam began to rise from their sweaty hides. Very descriptive. <laughs> My eyes widened in shock. I hadn't expected this. May the best fighters win in the Khan's honor. At this, trumpet sounded, and all eyes turned to see the Khan himself appear on the highest balcony. He looked down to address the warriors in the pit. You who are about to fight are some of the best in the land, his voice boomed. Today you show your mettle and valor in combat. At this, the crowd roared. Those of you that survive will be heroes of Rune. <coughs> Immortalized for untold centuries to come. You will fight and bring honor to your tribe. The crowd went wild. He dropped a red handkerchief and all hell broke loose. The two Wayne riders charged forward as one... And as one... All of the warriors let out battle cries as they rushed into battle. I was immediately confronted by a large, dark-skinned man wielding a massive chain flail. He roared and rushed at me, swinging the flail in the air. With the speed of a panther, I leapt over the flail and sliced at his head with my halberd, cutting it off in one swift move. His head? Oh, his head. He just chopped his head off. <laughs> I was like, what head is heaven? <laughs> his body fell to the ground with a thud, revealing his teammate behind him, an equally large man with a war hammer. I dodged his first attack and fell back, simultaneously dropping low to the ground as I heard the crunch of sand underfoot behind me. I had moved just in time. A thrust meant for me pierced my opponent's chest and he went down. The other attacker was a small shirtless man wearing a bronze mask. He thrust again with a short jagged spear and I blocked it, advancing with a quick spinning attack that soon cut the man down. Layla! I looked around the arena, quickly scanning to find her. She was engaged in combat with the scarred woman from our camp. Layla seemed to have the upper hand, and by the time I reached her, she had cut the other woman's arm off. The woman fell to her knees, screaming as blood pulled onto the sand beneath her. Layla seemed uncertain of what to do, so I quickly lopped the woman's head off. Blood you do be that way sometimes. You gotta do it sometimes. <laughs> hey, he ended her pain. Yeah, that was kind of, yeah. Like that. It was gonna, Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Blood spurted from the stump of her neck as her headless torso fell to the ground. <laughs> Layla looked at me in shock. I merely nodded at her and wiped my bloody hand off on my cura curias. Look out! Layla suddenly cried. I executed a quick combat roll to the side and turn. I was face to face with the tattooed woman who was the other woman's companion. Her eyes were filled with hate as she swung at me with blood covered with a blood covered. Bard Bardish Axe. Certain kind of axe. I moved protectively in front of Layla as the woman let out a blood curdling cry and swung again. I quickly moved my weapon to block and encountered with a slash. It made contact with her lower stomach and drew blood. She narrowed her eyes and attacked with a fury, splitting my halberd in half. I heard Layla fighting someone close behind me, so I decided to drop my opponent away from her. I lunged for the body of a dead fighter, reaching for his sword. It was just out of my reach. <clears throat> I rolled to the side as the woman's axe embedded itself in the sand where I had been a moment before. Just a little closer, I reached as far as I could, but the sword remained out of reach. I rolled away from another attack and kicked in my opponent's direction. I heard a grunt as my foot made contact, and I looked back to see her fall to the ground. Her feet knocked out from under her. I scrambled to my feet and grabbed the sword, then dove on top of her, thrusting the sword into her chest. She didn't make a sound, but her eyes widened in shock. She grabbed my shoulder and roughly pulled me closer, forcing the blade to cut deeper into her in the process. You will die too, she said, coughing up blood. Just then her arm swung up and a hidden dagger in her hand cut into my side. 
I winced and jumped away from her, putting my hand to my side and feeling the sticky warm blood that was already coming out of the wound through the armor. I stabbed again with my sword and I saw the life leave the woman's eyes. My wound was shallow but painful. At least I hadn't done more damage, I thought to myself. <clears throat> Just then, the sound of hooves alerted me to a Wayne rider that was fast approaching behind me. I jumped out of the way, barely avoiding the blades on the wheels of the, of the Wayne. If I hadn't killed my last opponent, the Wayne would have. The horses trampled her lifeless body, leaving a bloody mess of limbs and entrails behind. Oof. It's rough. The Wayne rider had a bow and turned around and let off a shot in my direction. They whizzed past, barely missing me. The rider turned the Wayne around and charged toward me. I jumped out of the way and swung my halberd at one of the horses, but the armor on its chest made my weapon bounce harmlessly off. Unfortunately, the wound in my side was slowing my reflexes, and I wasn't able to get entirely out of the way. The rider held a net and snared me in it as he passed, pulling me off my feet and dragging me behind the wane. <coughs> my skin was getting peeled off by the coarse sand, and I let out a shout of pain. It burned. I desperately tried to free myself from the net as the wane rider continued to drag me around the arena, but the net was around me tightly and I was barely able to move. Freeing myself would be nearly impossible. Suddenly a blade cut the net open, causing me to tumble out of it onto the ground. A hand pulled me up and I was face to face with Kircha. Are you alright? she asked, looking around the arena. I guess, I said, examining my arms which were raw and bloody. Thank you, without your help I wouldn't have made it. Have you seen my husband? she continued scanning the pit. Can't say I have. Have you seen Layla? She kept looking, then pointed excitedly. They're both over there, fighting together. I'm glad she found him. Let's go. With that, she cautiously made her way in that direction, making sure not to draw the attention of our opponents. There were still around 20 fighters on the field, and one of the wains was still causing havoc. The other wain was right in front of us, both horses dead in front of it. Kircher ran past, and before I could let out a shout of warning, the wain rider sprang from behind the wain and attacked her. She fell back in surprise and was barely able to keep away from him. He didn't seem to notice me, so I stealthily approached from behind. He was focused entirely on Kircher, swinging repeatedly with a short scimitar. Sounds... Caleb, just say sword. <laughs> it's not that hard. She had fallen to the ground and was scrambling backwards <laughs> on her hands away from him. I rapidly closed the distance to him and stuck a dagger in his neck, causing the crowd to roar with excitement. The sound made me sick. I jerked the dagger away from the soldier's neck and he fell to the ground, gurgling as he collapsed. I offered a hand to Kertra and she gratefully accepted. I pulled her to her feet and we continued to move closer to Layla and DeMille. I looked to my dismay and saw that they were now fighting the two corsairs from the camp, or rather, Layla was. DeMille was cowering on the ground behind her, looking through his hands at the fight. Suddenly, the wind was knocked out of me from behind, and I fell to my knees, gasping to catch my breath. A hulking brute of a man stood over me. No, it wasn't a man, it was a troll man. They came from Far Harad and were often sent to fight in the arena battles. This one looked particularly fierce, with white war paint decorating his inhumane face in a barbaric pattern. He growled at me and swung a gruesome spiked club in my direction. I blocked and saw Kircher rushing the troll man, her sword raised to attack. The creature's attention was focused on her for the moment, which allowed me to catch my breath and stand up. I swung my sword at the troll man, cutting his side open. <coughs> he roared in pain and swung blindly in my direction, giving Kircher a chance to attack. She slashed at his stomach, causing him to double over in pain as blood gushed from both wounds. 
He swung at her and his club made contact, sending her flying. She hit a nearby pillar with a sickening crunch. Oof. With lightning fast speed, the troll man turned toward me. He grabbed my wrist and wrenched the sword from my grasp, yanking me towards him. I struggled to keep away, but he was strong, really brutally strong. My feet began to slide on the blood and sand that covered the ground under us. At that moment, I noticed the dagger in the troll man's other hand. He was slowly pulling me closer and closer to it. I desperately looked around for something, anything that would give me a fighting chance. I only saw one option, and it was a risky one at that. I swiftly aimed to kick at the troll man's stomach where Kurtra had stabbed him. He howled as I kicked the wound, but didn't loosen his grip on me. I dug my foot deeper into the wound, eliciting another howl of pain from the troll man. I felt his grip loosening, and with a quick motion, I used his stomach as a launching pad, kicking with all my strength and wrenching myself free from his grasp. I rolled to the ground and picked my sword up, turning to face the beast. But I had done enough. My last kick had been fatal, and the troll man had collapsed to the ground, holding his stomach in agony as he gasped his last breath. I sprinted over to Kurtra, who was trying to get up. I can't feel my leg, she gasped. I looked her over. Her left leg was bent at an unnatural angle, and her left arm was broken. A bone had broken through the skin and was sticking out. She grimaced and continued to try to stand. No, stay here. Play dead if you have to. I'll go help your husband. With that, I turned and sprinted toward Layla and DeMille, but it was too late. Or, but I was too late. Oh. Where are we at on time? Uh, 37 minutes. Oh. <coughs> Should we try to read a third one? Um, or do you think that's oh wait, probably that was the good? End of the chapter? Yeah. You suck, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see how long um, this one is. This one's six minutes. Go for it. We haven't been talking a whole lot, so. Yeah. Can't just end it like that, sir. Chapter seven. They don't even bury our dead. Oh boy. My heart stopped, and I rushed madly forward, oblivious to all around me. Please no, I thought to myself in panic. The Corsair looked up at the sound of my approach, giving a wicked grin as he aimed his sword downward, ready to deliver the finishing blow to Layla. She was already badly injured. Blood gushed openly from a wound in her side, and a long gash ran across her forehead. She turned her head to face me, her eyes meeting mine. They were filled with terror, a horrible image that would scar my mind forever. (coughs) I let out a wordless cry of anguish just as the Corsair stabbed downward. Time slowed as I threw my dagger at him with all my strength. I saw it bury itself deep into his soldier, shoulder, eliciting a cry of pain. But my attack came too late, for his blade had already stabbed into Layla's chest. No, 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 this couldn't be happening. I screamed and rushed the Corsair in a frenzy, grabbing a nearby spear and lunging at him. He jumped back and pulled my dagger from his shoulder. He seemed to be losing consciousness, and he would, and he dropped the dagger immediately, but I wouldn't have that. He would suffer for what he did. <clears throat> I strode to him and grabbed him roughly by the neck, lifting him a few inches off the ground with a strength that came with the rush of adrenaline. He struggled desperately, trying to free himself. You'll pay, I spat at him. I threw him to the ground and picked up my dagger, then jumped on top of him. I slowly brought the dagger into his forehead, cutting a deep gash in it. You made her suffer. I'll make you suffer the same way, I screamed my voice hoarse with emotion. At this, the audience, which I had until now forgotten about, screamed madly with excitement at the prospect. Suddenly, I stopped, the sickening cheer bringing me back to reality. No, I wouldn't draw this out, not for their entertainment. I wouldn't become the barbarian they wanted me to be. 
I let out a shout and brought the dagger down, quickly ending the Corsair's wretched life. The crowd roared in what seemed to be excited yet slightly disappointed glee. I ran over to Layla, tears running down my face. Snap out of it, Raquel. Tears are for the weak, I tried to tell myself as I fell to my knees beside her. I lifted her into my arms, praying to any gods above that she was still alive. Her eyes suddenly opened slightly. Raquel, where am I? She said weakly. <clears throat> you're, you're in the pit, but you're safe now. Everything's going to be okay. I looked down at her wound. When I saw it, I realized that it wouldn't be okay. She was dying. Her eyes fluttered shut. No, 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 please don't go. I held her tightly and let the tears fall, my voice quivering in fear. Her eyes opened again and she looked at, up at me. Raquel, I'm sorry I didn't do better, she said, the words with sorrow. I dreamed of the life we would have had if we both had made it. She trailed off. <coughs> no, listen to me. We're going to see your family, and after that, we'll... You're going to be all right. Please, be all right. I was panicking. I couldn't lose the only person I cared about. She smiled weakly. I would have liked that, but you have to let me go. Promise me you'll make a new life for yourself. A good one, please. She reached a hand up to touch my cheek. I can't have a good life without you, Layla. Please don't go. I need you. My words fell on deaf ears. She went lip, and her hand fell to her side, and her eyes closed. Layla, no, stay with me. I can't. I broke down crying, not caring if another opponent saw me and killed me. I drowned out the sound of the crowd, the sound of the fighting, everything. I couldn't do it. I wouldn't live without her. Just then, I felt a gentle hand on my... Sh Just then, I felt a gentle hand touch my shoulder. It's over. We won. Or who said that? Uh, I guess. Who's left? I think it's Kircher. Oh. <coughs> it would help if I continue reading. Oh, right. I stayed next to Layla <laughs> until the soldiers entered the arena and forced me and the few other survivors to the center. I was numb. I had seen death before. Many times I had been the executioner, but it had never hit this close to home, not even the first time I killed. Kircher had stayed next to me the whole time after the battle ended. She looked terrible, and she was mourning the death of her husband, but I also saw in her eyes the resolve of a survivor. The voice of the announcer was a dull thud in my ears. The only thing I heard was Layla's name when he listed the fatalities. The audience grew louder when he named the winners. Two other warriors I didn't recognize had survived as well. One was clearly a Haradrim. His scarlet clothing and the serpent tattoo on his arm a testament to his heritage. He was burly and muscular and seemed mostly unscathed from the fight, despite his lack of armor. The other was an unusually pale man with blonde hair. I could tell that he wasn't from the east at all. As the announcer droned on and on, I took the opportunity to look around, scanning the faces in the crowd. They, not us, <clears throat> were the real barbarians. They watched killing of their own free will. Most of us were forced to fight. Their gleeful expressions betrayed their inner intentions, and for that I hated them. I hated them for their freedom. I hated them for their bloodlust. But most importantly, I hated them because they had taken Layla from me. The announcer finally stopped, and streamers of colored paper fell from boxes above us as we were escorted out. As soon as we were out, I grabbed one of the guard soldiers. What did they do with, with the dead? I forced out. The guard callously pushed me away. They load them onto wagons at the back entrance and dispose of them. They don't even get a burial? I yanked the man around, forcing him to face me. The other guards drew their... I'm just going to replace it with swords. The other guards drew their <laughs> swords and pulled me back. No, they didn't win. The three other survivors and I all found ourselves at the back entrance. 
We had been released when we left the arena without any guidance or words of comfort. Nearly 40 bodies lay in rows, covered by thin white cloths. We all stood in silence, watching the undertaker load them unceremoniously onto the wagon. Kircher seemed on the verge of tears, but didn't cry. The horror stood slightly behind us both, his expression unreadable, but his dark eyes betrayed sympathy. It seemed as if he had just followed us for the companionship, rather than to say farewell to anyone. The blonde man was crying softly. I guess that his teammate had been close to him. I watched without expression. I felt hate welling up inside me once more that I struggled to suppress. What kind of people kill their own, kill their own for sport? Who would watch one man kill another willingly? On top of hate, I felt sorrow, unbearable sorrow. I had lost the only person dear to me. She had died before even having a chance to live a normal life. I slowly produced the necklace from my pocket! He didn't give the necklace to her! Bro. I am so disappointed. Can we please rename this book? Sands of Rune and the Necklace That Never Made It to Layla. I could have sworn in that chapter it said he he slid it into her hand. Don't look at me. I'm so mad right now. It could be an editing thing. <coughs> so that happens. I slowly produced the necklace from my pocket, bringing it to my lips as the tears began to fall. I didn't stop them this time. I didn't care what anyone thought of me. I hadn't even got a chance to tell Layla what I truly felt, that I had loved her. And now, as I watched the covered bodies being loaded into the cart... I couldn't help but feel like a coward. I thought myself fearless, but my own fear had kept me from telling her, and now I would never get the chance to. I lifted a hand to my forehead in silent mourning until the wagon was filled and the undertaker slowly guided it away. I turned away and silently walked away from the others into the darkening streets of the city that had killed my love. The end. <laughs> Sands of Rune and the necklace that never made it to Layla. Never made it. Maybe she stuck it back in... Hmm. Pocket. Hmm. Maybe. She... I doubt it. Yeah. I, know. I don't think old bro. I don't think old boy ever had the guts to just give it to no, her. No, it's probably. Dang. I've been waiting on this. Waiting. The saber tooth necklace. And no. Nope. No. Nope. Okay. Oh, but that was good. Yes. Absolutely. Those fight scenes are amazing, I Caleb. Know. You're that. It's like I thoroughly enjoy. Reading them makes my fake scenes look kind of a little weak. A little weak, but it's okay. It's because I use the word sword. This is true. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna have to start replacing Skimitar or whatever it is. Who's listening? He says the real words. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. It's sword and daggers. It's too much for me. It's too much for me. Well. I'm excited to read more next week. Mm -hmm. Or Thursday, I guess, is probably when we'll... Yeah. Yeah. Thursday. Yeah. <coughs> um, not a whole lot to talk about. I don't yeah. feel like... Yeah. Oh, um, he, uh, <coughs> he has a map that he made for this book. Um, it's not canon because Tolkien doesn't really make... Didn't really <laughs> do that. And so he made one up for this story. So I'm going to see if he'll, he's cool with us posting it on the Instagram. Oh, okay, That'll yeah. That'll be coming. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I love maps and just getting a general, like, yeah idea of where everything's at. Yeah, because, like, I'm lost. 
Like, I don't know. Well, of course, I'm not even... I'm just not... I don't know a whole lot about the East. Other than it's sandy. Which I don't like sand. That reminds me of this episode of Wizards of Waverly Place. And the, the, there's, like, there's the three siblings, and the youngest one's kind of dumb. And yeah. he was, like, had he was supposed to do a project on Mars, and he has a box of sand. And his mom was like, um... Did you even, like, read up on Mars? And he had, like, pulls out this little piece of paper. He's like, it's barren and sandy. <laughs> and he, like, just looked at his box of sand. Like, well, it's great. not wrong. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. It says, it's a pretty barren planet. And so he just was like, barren. <laughs> it's pretty great. So it reminds me of. Oh, uh, that's great. All right, then. I guess that's a wrap. Yeah, it's a wrap. Let us know how you guys are enjoying this book. I'm in. Yeah. I am. Yes. I love it. I like now because like I knew that she died, so I was yeah. like not commenting because I knew that was coming. But um, I don't know anything. But like now for me, I'm like, oh well, that was such a driving part of the story. Now where's it gonna go? Now where's it gonna go? You know. So that's exciting to me. Mm -hmm. Like as much as it sucks to lose characters. I love when right. you can make someone focus so much on something and be like, this is a story. This is the driving force behind the story. It's going to be about them surviving place to place to place. And then he, they take that away. And it's like, well, well shoot, what's the rest what? of this book about? We're yeah. only on chapter seven. Because so. I know what happens to him in the end. <coughs> the end is like two books away. So Ooh. I don't remember anything between that. <laughs> okay. All right, then. I guess until next time. Until next time. Pour your soda slowly and enjoy that fizz. Yeah, no, don't enjoy the fizz because the fizz is there because you oh, poured it slowly. That's right. You pour your soda slowly, there's no fizz and it's not flat. Exactly. Also, also put it in a plastic cup and not glass. Also, it's not pop, it's soda. There is that. Bye! Bye!